Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So here we are post uh post championship weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's that big long two week gap of yes. build, building up the hype, if there is any, for yeah. of course Usher's halftime performance. Because exactly. that, that's, that's and <laughs> and then the the insane conjecture about what, if any, participation Taylor Swift will be having. Yeah. Yes. in the big game because you know there are some behind the scenes maneuverings to get her to do something right like to you know to she's sing going the national to anthem or is she gonna yeah. you know do a, a dramatic uh intro like uh, eminem did for for detroit or uh, yep. or yep. or uh or or just completely refuse or want to charge you know several million dollars to do any of those things i i i don't know but I well, think this, somebody's working somewhere behind the scenes to make that happen. This just leads to my disappointment of the Lions losing and the 49ers winning, because if it was the uh, the Lions and the Chiefs and I would have been I would have been putting the uh, the conspiracy theory out that we have an Eminem Taylor Swift c- collaboration going on for the Super Bowl, something to look forward to. But oh, now that's man. out the window because of the stupid 49ers being all good and whatnot and winning that game. <laughs> but that would have been much more exciting uh, for yes. me personally than a Taylor what, Swift. What? Oh, what uh, there's got to be some music celebrity that aligns itself with the 49ers with the 49ers yeah i mean journey journey could show up with uh well green day green day's green day's bay area they were play- i was thinking about actually during the broadcast i noticed they kept alternating between detroit artists and uh and bay area artists and so there was some green day thrown in the mix i think there was some journey there was Someone else that came on, and I was, I can't remember who it was now. I'm sorry, but I, w- I was like, oh, are they Bay Area? They must be. But uh, yeah, in that sort of limelight. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Santana, uh, Santana's oh, Santana Bay Area. Bay Area. <laughs> uh, Saweetie, apparently, is uh, yes. a 49ers oh, yes, fan. Um, <laughs> I think, I, I kind of think Green Day, uh, <laughs> Saweetie, Green Day and Taylor Swift collaboration would be very. <laughs> Green Day just dropped an album, so they're a little more relevant than than normal, at least in the 2020s. So, yeah, that could be a lot yes. of fun. Well, you know, yeah, looking for some, looking to promote it, absolutely. 
Exactly. Exactly. And um, and in terms of this podcast, believe it or not, we are a Rams pod. I don't think we've even mentioned the Rams yet. We are technically still a Rams fan podcast. Um, but because the Rams are no longer yes, playing we football, we are focused on uh, on these games and and the obviously the championship games and the Super Bowl coming up, which I don't know if I'm even allowed to say that word, but I just did. Or those combinations of words. Um, well, we're, we're talking about it as a fact. You know, we're we're. We're journalists. Kevin. We're journalists. We're not, yes, we we're, not, are. we're not. We're not using. <laughs> we're not using it uh, for any sort of big promotion or anything. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of news going on with the Rams because uh, yeah. the off season has officially begun. We've already had some of our coaching staff hired away. Uh, we're, yeah. we're interviewing uh, up and down the line with, uh, as it turns out, a number of available coaches mm-hmm. to take over as defensive coordinator, and I, I which is obviously, uh, you know, a, a very big deal for us. And they've talked to, as of today, Ron Rivera was interviewed and they're looking at a couple of other people. Ron Rivera is an interesting guy because he, he hasn't had a, it's, it's, he hasn't had a ton of success as a head coach, except that he's been hired by really crappy teams and definitely made them better. They, yeah. you know, uh, like Carolina Panthers is probably his biggest success and he's probably the winning, winningest coach for the Carolina Panthers uh, during their existence, but they're but they still have a losing record. <laughs> I was going to say that's like saying we're the best. Uh, what's a good comparison to that? We're the we're the best mediocre Rams fan podcast that exists right. on the market right now, right? <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. That's exactly the perfect correlation. Is uh, at, at, as far as our particular niche of podcast, we are at the top of yes. the heap, but it's definitely a heap, a big steaming heat so <laughs> so you know the rams are active they're doing the things they have to do and uh you know already talking about draft picks and things like that but that's that's not what this podcast is about uh especially because we can just sit here and guess and be dumb and wrong uh and uh, also well. we just we just don't have that much information on, at our fingertips because yeah. kevin and i not big on research. Just, I, was, I mean, I was going to say no fingers, but yeah, that that also, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. We we <laughs> can't have fingers. our finger. You can't have your finger on the pulse when you just uh, little nubby boys. So, uh, so so we we can't help it. Kind of, I mean, the thing that I am doing as a Rams fan is is kind of like you've talked about how you were really rooting for the Lions because you still had this kind of connection with golf, being a former Ram player, and also it's a great story and. The city hasn't had uh, a, a, a football, you know, championship. Well, n- never. They've never won a Super Bowl, correct? Yeah. And they haven't. And never they been. haven't. They haven't won a playoff game in in some ridiculous amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they they had a great season, but it's going to feel like it fell short. Um, and that game yesterday was bonkers. I mean, yeah. there were some. That the, the the turnaround that the 49ers read, the, the 49ers looked like they were going to c- completely give that one away. They did yeah. not look that great. And the Lions were humming. It was a, a tale of two halves for sure. Totally. But also the 49ers had, I mean, there were just some weird, crazy plays that have to happen when you want to be a championship team, you know, there are a couple of things, weird bounces that have to go your way, but also you have to have the players that are prepared for those weird bounces. And, yep. and, and to me that the quintessential one is, you know, a critical down, uh, uh, Brock Purdy under pressure, throwing up a pass, 
bounces off a defender's face mask and uh and the receiver still catch was it Jennings? Um receiver still catches it and almost yep. rolls right into the end zone. They do score uh, almost immediately after that. Uh, yeah. but it's just a crazy play. But a few of those one-handed catches, you know, with mm-hmm. with Purdy on his back foot getting getting his butt knocked down, just mm-hmm. all sorts of things like that. And Detroit had some of their own. That was yeah. a crazy game and it was an exciting game. That was that was the best game of the weekend for sure. Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was it, like you said, the first half, I, I enjoyed the first half quite a bit more because I was rooting yes. for the Lions and the, the Lions scored on four plays off the kickoff. You know, they scored yeah. within like a minute or something, you know, just I, I yeah. saw that and I was like, wow, they came ready to go. And the whole but the then whole they turned around and scored again. Yeah. And yep. Yep. It, it, it looked like they were going to take command. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then the Niners. And you know what was interesting is last week, if I recall, the Niners and Packers, the Niners started off a little rusty as well. Uh, but I mean, clearly they're they've proven their team that you just can't count out. So it's gonna be interesting to yeah. see them in the Super Bowl as well. I think um, that says a lot to how you adjust at halftime and come back out and 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 figure out what is going wrong and then step it up and your, you know, your defense holds and then your offense uh, puts a few new wrinkles in. And frankly, you just, you have a couple of crazy plays that go your way and then there you are. Uh, And, and and, uh, the first thing I saw as a result of that game yesterday was um, I'm forgetting the Lions coach coach's name now, Uh, but the, the constant pleas online to, to maybe next time, you know, kick a field goal once in a while. Yeah. Go ahead and kick a field goal. Take the points when you can. That that, there is an argument to be said that the reason that the Lions got to where they got is because they have been very aggressive and have been, you know, taking a chance on fourth down and generally being successful. But uh, when you're up against a a tough team like that, uh, sometimes you take the points. Sometimes you go ahead and kick the field goal with a guy who can kick 58 yards. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting sort of argument to be had or or debate to be had of of you know if the Lions you they, Dan Campbell is the coach's name and he n- the Lions not only uh, you know went for the most fourth downs all season they converted the most which kind of makes sense you know but they yep. they they did have success at it and it is what got them to the point that they got so then the the debate becomes. Do you change what's worked all season for you to take the safe points against these really elite teams? Like you said, I think that's a really good argument to be to be made. Like maybe against a team like the Niners, who you know are going to score a bunch of points, you just take the points. But um, but I I think ultimately from like a gut, uh, you know, gut kind of gut decision making process, I think if, I think he was smart to just live by what he did, and you live you live with the results, you know. And um, uh, but yeah, it would have you know who knows who knows. There's no way to yeah. know for sure. Well, but, I mean, uh, obviously, just taking those three points didn't guarantee that they were going to end up winning the game either. It's, you know, those things yeah. those things can go either way. But I think as Rams fans, uh, Kevin, the, the thing that I can't help thinking about watching a game like that uh, from our perspective is, okay, so we got beat by the Lions. It mm-hmm. was uh, not, a, not, a, not a beat down. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. So 
the, the thing you you go through is, well, you kind of want to see the Lions win because you want to get beat by the team that actually goes, you know, th- that's one way of thinking as opposed to just yeah. being resentful of it. He's like, well, you kind of feel a little bit better about losing to a team like that if they go all the way. Well, they didn't. So then the next thing would be, well, if we had beat the Lions, would we have been able to beat this 49ers team at home? And that's a tough one. You know, we did. That was our final win of the season, but we were, you know, it was kind of B team versus B team uh, mm-hmm. in that game. Mm-hmm. And that was even a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, would we have been able to overcome that team to get to the Super Bowl? And I'm, I, I, I don't, that's, that's, that's fun to think about. I don't know if I was really honest if we would have been able to. I mean, yeah, they, they, they have a powerful, crazy good game plan. They've got a, a quarterback who clearly is executing. Debo Samuel is a freaking monster. I think yeah. he needs to be checked to see if he's actually a human being. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's something you could say else. This, you could say the same about McCaffrey. That man is just, is, uh, th- those two guys are just unstoppable. It's insane. Yeah, yeah he's just, he's, he's a machine and, and Samuel is a, is a monster. And they're yeah. just, they're, uh, they're, they've got, and, and their defense is, is so strong. I mean, to me, I'm leaning toward 49ers beating the Chiefs 